Whale Friend, you joined us once again for the last broadcast of the week. You're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm evangelist Michael McCurry. I can't thank you enough for allowing me to speak to you today. Now, before we jump back into the book of Nehemiah, chapter number eight, we're going to talk specifically about being clear about communication. Now, I don't know about you, but oftentimes the biggest uh, roadblock, the biggest stumbling block, the biggest hindrance, if I can use that word, to any relationship I have, whether it's the husband-wife relationship, whether it's the father-children relationship, whether it's a co-worker relationship, the boss-employee relationship, pastor-church member, you name it, the biggest stumbling block I've ever faced, normally they've been of my own doing, but it's been miscommunication, a lack of clarity. And if you're anything like me, you'd probably say that you have some communication issues as well. I hope you won't say, well, I never have communication issues. It's always everyone else. I hope you'll take ownership of the fact that communication is a two-way street. And we're going to look at a biblical mandate. Let's be clear with our speech. Not, I'm not talking about slurring our words. I'm not talking about enunciation necessarily, though that, of course, can play a part in it. I'm talking about being distinct and understandable and clear, especially when we talk about things of a spiritual nature. The book of Nehemiah, chapter number eight, before we jump into that, I'd like to remind you about a booklet. I haven't mentioned this for a long while, a few months now, I'd like to remind you about a booklet that a man named Burton Kephart wrote not long ago. He wrote it about his son, Jonathan Kephart. His son died April 8, 2004 in Iraq. He died as a United States soldier, and he served heroically our nation and his comrades in arms. And Burton Kephart tells the story of how he found out that his son had taken his last breath on a foreign nation's soil and how his family dealt with that and how, in some way, almost unbelievably, God got the glory through all of it. I'm going to read the introduction for just a moment here. I'm going to ask you to listen in to this short introduction. Sometime, Mr. Burton Kephart says, the father, sometime after Jonathan's death on April 8th, 2004, His personal belongings arrived home from Iraq. As I opened the first locker, my eyes were drawn to a golden coin resting atop his belongings. The inscription on the coin read, Proven in Battle. I'm not sure who put it there, but those words continued with me as I considered writing this story of my son, Specialist Jonathan Roy Kephart. Thus, the title of this booklet proven in battle. The title is very appropriate for the story of a young MP who did indeed prove himself in battle, a battle that took place on Sword Highway or Highway 1 on April 8, 2004. This is the story of his family, his friends, and his fellow soldiers. It is my desire as Jonathan's father that each and every American, from reading the details of Jonathan's death, would understand a little more what the brave men and women who serve our country in the military and their families must sometimes endure. 
I also wish for all who read this book to understand the sacrifices made in defending the freedom we so richly enjoy in this great country of the United States of America. My appeal to you is to appreciate them always, to never forget them, to never disgrace their cause, and to give them your support, no matter where they serve. I also, and most importantly, desire that you gain the confidence and assurance that you will be in heaven with Jesus when you die, as Jonathan is. If you have not yet allowed him to be your personal Savior, I trust that you will understand and accept him after reading of the life, death, and testimony of Jonathan. Now this short booklet, it's, um, let's see, 48 or so pages long. We now carry this gospel booklet. It's really just a longer gospel track, and I'll be blunt, it brought me to tears the very first time that I read it. We ship them for free. Burton Kephart pays for the printing of them, and he asked me if we could be a help in getting them out. And when I read it, I was immediately struck with how impactful these written words are. Maybe you know of a veteran or a family member of a veteran that could be helped by reading this gospel booklet. Maybe just the account of a young man who gave all in service of his comrades and country. Or maybe you know of someone that doesn't know Christ as their Savior that might be prompted to read this short book. You can go to BibleTracksInc.org and you can order this booklet completely free. Now, if you give towards this book, we will continue printing and shipping them around the world free of charge. Now, I think on the website, if I'm not mistaken, we limit the uh, purchase uh, of them, or I should say the order of them. They're, of course, free. We limit the ordering to about 10 of them or so. But if for some reason you have good reason for needing more of them, maybe you have a church event and you'd like to get a whole case of 300 of them, just send us an email at info at BibleTracksInc.org. That's info, I-N-F-O, at BibleTracksInc.org. We'd love to facilitate that, if at all possible. We know that though Jonathan's death is over 15 years ago now, we know that God is continuing to do a great work on his eternal behalf through the written words of his Father. If this could be a help to you or someone you know, please feel free to reach out to us. BibleTracksInc.org. You can order these for free. Now, turn your attention, if you would, to the book of Nehemiah, chapter number 8. Nehemiah, chapter number 8. Once again, I'm going to do my absolute utmost not to butcher some of these names in chapter 8. We're going to begin reading in chapter 8, verse number 5. Remember, Nehemiah, general contractor, if you want to call him that, of this project to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Now the wall building has been done, the doors have been put up, and now Ezra, the priest, is reading and preaching, if you will, God's word to God's people. Verse number five, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up, and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered. This is verses five and six. All the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and Worship the Lord with their faces to the ground. Verse 7. Now let's work together on these names, okay? And Jeshua, and Benai, and Sherebiah, and Jamin, and Akab, and Shabbathiah, and Hadijah, and Maasiah, and Kelita, 
and Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah, and the Levites, I think we did okay there, and the Levites, caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read in the book, in the law of God, distinctly, and gave the sense, and caused them to understand the reading. I mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast today that the thought, the title, the theme for this week-ending broadcast here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program is simply this. Let's be clear. God has been very particular in giving us his perfect word. I just read for you from God's word, but my desire as the host of this program is to be clear, to give the sense, to read distinctly, and cause you and myself to understand the reading. Why would we spend these 15 minutes a day, Monday through Friday, here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program, if we didn't understand what was being said? That's why a goal of mine is to be as clear and precise as humanly possible. Now, do I often fail? Absolutely. I am nowhere near perfect, and after a little over a year at the helm of this Bible Tract Echoes radio program, I fall short more often than I would like. Very rarely does a broadcast go by that I think, man, I hit that one out of the park. Oftentimes, I'm thinking, here's all the things I could have done better. But in reality, that's how it's always going to be. We're humans. We're never going to be perfect. But can I tell you? We can strive to clearly present at least the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Let's be clear. What are some ways that you and I can be clear? Well, we can be clear in our speech. We should be very careful in how we talk. Are there words that you use maybe in the privacy of your own home or with some friends that to someone that thought you were a Christian, words that might surprise them, words that might make them think, I didn't know a Christian talks that way. We should be clear not only in our speech, but in our manner of living. Are there some beverages that might be in your fridge right now at home that to someone that knew you as a Bible-believing Christian, they might be a little confused it might not be clear to them that you serve God and our master Jesus Christ by what it is that you consume in the privacy behind your closed front door. Might it be that we are not clear in the way that we live our lives and because of that, we find it difficult to evangelize a lost and dying world because in some ways, we're giving off mixed signals. Verse number 8 of chapter 8, again, So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Could it be that you've had difficulties in life 
And instead of standing rock-ribbed and steel-spined for God and his book, you have done more like that old poem, when in trouble or in doubt, run in circles, scream, and shout. Now, I understand that we're all prone to panic at times, that fear can grip even the best of us, but do you trust in the Lord in a way that's clear to a lost and dying world that you are one of his? You are a Christian. I hope today that I'm being clear in what I'm trying to communicate. Is your life a clear testimony of the goodness of God or do we give mixed signals? I hope this eight verses or so that we've covered from Nehemiah chapter 8 has been a blessing to you this week. I hope you'll join us again next week. If we can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.